my neurologist told me when I went to see them when I got out of the hospital, if I don't walk in six months, that I would never walk again. This is my first time meeting him, and this is the first thing he said to me. Three months later, I was walking on leg braces. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Hi, Corey Mitchell. Thank you for being with me today on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Edie. How are you doing today? I am very well excited to chat with you. We're going to get started right away with your diagnosis story. I know that it was just pretty recent, a little more than a year ago, so it should be pretty fresh in your mind. The listeners are um, ready to hear your story. I'm going to take you back to, first of all, how y'all doing today? hope everybody's enjoying itself. Well, I'm going to take you back to January 25th, 2020. Uh, my previous profession is the police officer. I was on I was on duty, and I had a, a spider bite on my leg already, and I was trying to maintain through it. But this particular night, I was working third shift. I just I couldn't walk on my leg anymore. So I asked my corporal, could I go home? So I went home, got some rest, went to doctor's care the next day, they looked at my leg, they looked at the spider bite, and the doctor told me that it wasn't big enough to drain yet. If you, any of you ever had a spider bite, they burst, they, you, they drain them, they, they pack them. So he put me on antibiotics, so I went back Monday. He drained it, he packed it, he told me, keep an eye on it, come back on Tuesday. Same thing on Tuesday, he, he repacked it. He said, it's looking better. Um, about Wednesday, my legs start getting weak. So I went back in on Wednesday, I was like, doc, something's going on with my legs. He said, well, that's just a side effect to the medicine. So he said, you'll be all right. I took his word for it. I went on Thursday. My, I'm barely walking now. Friday, the pain just, just got the best of me, so I went to the emergency room. And when I went to the emergency room, the doctors, they ran, they ran tests on me. Now, previous to this, I had no medical history, like, not even the chicken pox as a kid. So the doctors checked my blood, checked my vitals. Mr. Mitchell, you all right, you know. This, this might not be a good antibiotic for you. So I'm, they switched my medicine, told me I'd be all right Monday. Saturday came through. I'm wobbling still, but I'm walking. If you see me, you'd have thought I was drinking. Sunday came, and I just couldn't move. I'm in tears. So I went back to the emergency room. They said the same thing, but prior to going there, my aunt, who's been a nurse for 20-plus years, she told me what tests to ask. So when I asked these tests, you see a deer in the headlights look. So they're looking at me like, okay, he knows something. So now they decided to do a full body MRI, which took approximately two hours. I did my MRI. I'm sitting in the room with my wife. Doctor comes back in the room, and she looks at me, and she said, I know what the problem is, Mr. Mitchell. I said, what's going on? She said, you have MS. I said, is that an abbreviation for something else? Said, You're not going to walk in this room and tell me I got multiple sclerosis. She said, unfortunately, you have multiple sclerosis, and at this hospital, we don't treat multiple sclerosis. So we have some hospitals across town. I would like you to pick which ones you would like to go to. So the first one I picked, she said, well, they don't have a bed. So I picked the other one. 
So they put me in an ambulance and I was on the way. Now, you talk about crying, I cried all the way to the other hospital. But I made up in my mind, okay, you got the tears out, whatever this is, it's time to fight. Once I got to the other hospital, they got a room for me. The doctor told me, Mr. Mitchell, you don't have MS, you have MS symptoms. So what we're going to do is put you on a steroid for a week so we can stop whatever progression is coming. So they put me on that steroid Monday. Tuesday, they did a spinal tap so they can really see what's going on. If you ever had a spinal tap, that's that long needle they stabbed me in the back with. So they did my spinal tap. I stayed at the hospital for a week. Saturday, I went to a rehab center so they could start my rehabbing, help me get stronger. Mind you, I walked into the hospital. At this point, my, my legs, I can't stand up on them. So I'm constantly rehabbing, I'm constantly rehabbing. Everybody's loving my attitude. They say I got the best attitude. I'm always smiling. My thing is, this is something I got. I can't give it back. All I can do is fight it and go forward. It took them until January, to February 19th is when my, when my results came back. And they said that was a long time. But the doctor walked in the office and said, unfortunately, Mr. Mitchell, you have MS. I said, it's not unfortunate because now we know what I got and we know what we actually fighting versus y'all just giving me medication. So I stayed in the hospital for a month. But while I was sitting in that hospital, my support system is massive. Every time somebody come to see me, to uplift me, they telling me that I'm uplifting them. I got pastors coming to see me telling me I'm preaching to them. So I'm laughing because really I'm just having a conversation. But the whole time, I'm still, okay, I'm going to walk out of here. I'm going to walk out of here. So while sitting in the hospital, I say, you know what? It's something I need. I, I, I can be doing. I came up with an idea for a foundation. My foundation is the Corey Mitchell Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. And our slogan is, a dog fears no one. That's why we take a bite out of MS. So fighting, fighting, fighting. I got out of the hospital March 6th, and it's been on ever since. From rehabbing at home to rehabbing at the rehab center, just, just fighting. My my neurologist told me when I went to see them when I got out of the hospital, if I don't walk in six months, that I would never walk again. This is my first time meeting him, and it's the first thing he said to me. Three months later, I was walking on leg braces. Now, mind you, before I got on the leg braces, I had to learn how to crawl first to build my strength up. So three months later, I'm walking on leg braces. Got to the point where I'm at rehab. I think the first time I got on them, I might have walked one, one, one foot, if that. That's that's how, but by the time I finish, I, right now I can get on my braces and walk a football field. So that's that's where my strength at. My plans is to walk without my braces. I'm constantly getting stronger. My support system is massive. My wife and kids, if if I wanted to give up, they won't allow me to. The funniest thing is, we can be about to eat and my wife can be fixing the plates and I can see my kids with their plates. I can see her with her plate. I'd be like, where's my plate? She'd say, you, you're not handicapped. <laughs> Get it. I said, what? You can't fix my plate? But she do stuff like that to let me know. I'm not showing you no self-pity. You can do it. And I still clean up in the house. I still cook in the house. I go outside. with. I got on the trampoline the other day. Now, that shocked all of them. They couldn't believe I crawled up on the trampoline. But and you're jumping and everything? You know how you, you jump Indian style? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I was. But the kids were jumping around me. But they loved that. And I mean, just to see that excitement in their eyes is what, is what keeps me going. When I get ready to exercise in the house, I made. A, I asked the question the other morning, do y'all want me to exercise? Both kids said, yep, at the same time. I was like, oh. so, yeah. so they pay attention. Like I say, one is seven, one is five, but they pay attention.
So they don't see me giving up. So throughout life, if they get an obstacle, they know, don't don't give up. Don't give up. So my story is still being written. I love this. And yeah, your story is pretty new. Did you have symptoms before you um, had this spider bite thing going on? Now that I know I did a little research about MS, I can say yes. I had the vision blurry. You can, like, one eye going, it was a point where the, I'll be driving and the lanes would be double. Instead of being two lanes, it'd be four lanes. I had the numbness in my arm. I had the numbness in my leg. But mind you, prior to this, I, I didn't get sick. So when the numbness in my arms and my legs, I figured my legs sleep. You know how your legs go to sleep or your arm go to sleep and you just shake it off? You, you'll be all right. With the with the vision, I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I thought I wasn't wearing my glasses. I went to the eye doctor, got new glasses. I could see again. It never dawned on me in my wildest dreams that I would be getting diagnosed with anything. But from what I was told, MS was dormant in my body. So that spider bite ignited. And my analogy, my analogy for that is picture you at your house and you pour out some gas in the backyard a week ago. Now somebody come to see you, and y'all are standing out back, and they smoke, and not realizing they dump that cigarette on the ground, and that, that patch of gas flare up. To me, that what MS was in my body. Yeah, it came on pretty strong. People don't get hit as hard as I got hit, per my doctor. But he said at the same time, he's never seen nobody bounce back as quick as I'm bouncing back. To me, it's a long process, but when I go to the doctors, they're looking at me like, man, you are advancing fast. And I just tell them I take your word for it. Right, because you don't know what, what the other people look like. You're just trying to do for you. No, ma'am. MS, multiple sclerosis, is a social security number. It's different for everyone. But the thing was, when I got diagnosed, so many people around me started coming to me. You know, I got MS. You know, I got MS. I got MS, too. I say, y'all, this is not the newest sneakers. This, this is something serious. Like, this is not a new pair of sneakers. This is not a new fad. But that's just how many people have it around you, and you never know what somebody's going through. So be mindful of what you do or what you say to others. When this whole thing happened last year, what was your family going through? Because you have little kids, and it seems now that you're home and you have this positive mindset, obviously, but at that time, what were the things that you were dealing with with your family? Honestly, me being upbeat, my kids, they, they, they were used to me sometimes being off because before I became a police officer, I spent 12 weeks in the academy. So I was gone throughout the week, come home on the weekends. So every day my wife would bring my kids to the hospital to see me. So they saw me upbeat. They never saw me sad or upset. So they were just thinking, okay, daddy's just staying the night away. He'll be home soon. And they would come in. We would eat. We would play. We would talk whatsoever. So it was never a negative vibe. So if it, if it affected them, they never let me see it. Because everybody was always positive and upbeat. Even with my wife, she's so upbeat. She's so positive. I couldn't ask for a better partner. You are so blessed with those people around you. And I think that it has something to do with the family dynamic that you've created before any of this happened. You're very, very blessed. So what, what ignited the spark in you to start your foundation? And what is that all about? I love to give back. I mean, prior to all of this... I'm the one that always doing for others. I'm the only one that always giving. My neighbor down the street, we, we like brothers now, but I met him. He was walking his dog down the street, and I stopped him, and I spoke to him. But if I wouldn't have spoke to him, he would have never said nothing to me. I, I meet no strangers. Anybody I, from working at Walmart for 20 years, 
I'm so used to just talking to any and everybody. That just that's just who I am. I, I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking to people. So I just want to give back. I want to let people know this is not the end of the world. So through my foundation, I want to be able to do that. When I came home from the hospital, my family had the house set up. I had like my taller trees. I had something to eat. I could get around. Everybody don't have that. So I would like to be able to help families like that. I've been in the hospital, and when it's time to come home, they're coming home to nothing. I would be able to, to reach them. I would be able to speak. I would like to speak to crowds. I mean, well, individuals letting them know you've been diagnosed with something, or you had an accident, or you did this or that. But listen, it's not the end of the world. Don't give up. It's not what you used to, but you still can make a way. So that's what I want the foundation to do to let people know. And like, I'm wearing a T-shirt right now, and for me to look on social media, or see somebody walking in the street. And see someone in my shirt, when I say it's humbling, it's just so humbling. But I've told my story multiple times now. But when I hear my story, it just seems so surreal. I look like they're talking about me. But living with it day to day, we we just go through it. How do I uh, find one of those t-shirts? Super cute. Um, you can go on my Instagram page, the CMMS Foundation. Or you can go on my Facebook page, Corey Mitchell. And it have a Corey Mitchell Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. It's a link on there. You can order it through that, and I'll and I'll mail it to you. And I'll send I I'll send you the link personally. Oh, fabulous! Because listen, I we all need to support each other, right? And yes, so I want to make sure that I'm doing that for you because that is something that I I had my father. He was a really really big help, but and I didn't lose my ability to walk completely so I was in an okay space but still I could have really benefited from what you're talking about doing for people from their foundation so let's keep helping helping all these newly diagnosed people I think that that is a remarkable idea that you had and it sounds like it's really taking root in your community the biggest thing is don't give up and you have that support system and I'm and I'm and for the audience, if you know someone that's going through this, when you see them, don't say, oh, are you all right? I feel sorry. Don't do that. Speak to them just like you would speak to the next person. We are no different. Okay? Don't do not do that. Just have a regular, just like me and you talking right now, that's how I need y'all to talk to individuals because it's no different. I think there's a difference and people don't quite understand the difference between sympathy and empathy. You know, when you're sympathetic towards someone, it can sometimes feel like they're, you know, not putting you down, but they feel sorry for you. And when you're empathetic, you're saying, let me pitch in. How can I support you? What can I do to be there for you? It's a little different approach and it makes the biggest difference. So Corey, with all of those things going on in a very short time and during a very tumultuous time. Has COVID impacted your ability to heal at all? COVID actually was my friend, and I'm gonna tell you why. I got out the hospital right before COVID hit. When I came home from the hospital, I wasn't in no, no shape to stay home by myself. Like, I'm home by myself right now. I can handle it. But when COVID first hit, I wasn't in, I couldn't. So with COVID hitting, school was out. So my wife was home with me. My kids was home with me. So 
I, I had help. I didn't have to worry about struggling to get this or struggling to get that because due to COVID, no one was at work. Everybody was home. I still went to rehab. My wife, she did not have to struggle to take me to appointments. Between my family and friends and my fraternity, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, they make sure I get to all my appointments. So my wife don't have to worry about that. When my therapy appointment comes up, I just put it out there and they sign up for me. When my doctor's appointments come out, I put it out there, they sign up for me. So when I say I'm blessed beyond measures, I'm blessed beyond measures. That's why with my foundation, it, it, I got to give back. It's not an option. So much has been poured into me. But one of the hardest questions, even when COVID was going on, is what can I do for you? My thing is the Lord laid it on your heart to ask me, what can I do for you? Uh, what do you need? So let him answer that question as well. Because I'm a giver more than a receiver. But COVID, I, I wasn't complaining during COVID. My family was home with me. When we went out, we, we masked up, we covered up. That's what I need others to do. Me and COVID got an understanding. I won't invade your territory, and you don't invade my territory. I respect you. You respect me. I got enough going on. See that positive mindset. There it is again, right? And you're just taking steps to protect yourself. It's weird to say COVID or even MS is a blessing, but sometimes we say that, right? It changed my life having MS in such a much more positive way. And if you've been listening to the show, you would know I, I say MS saved my life because I was in a downward spiral and the changes that I've made since then have been nothing but positive and especially talking to people like you, Corey, I'm just, I am blessed to have you here with me and be sharing your path with, with me and the audience. So what has been your proudest accomplishment in all of this? My proudest is getting back on my feet, walking on my leg braces. It was scary, but to get up and walk. And who or what helped you to achieve that? My wife. She shows me you no know, sympathy, no pity. My wife and my kids. If my little boy needs something, Daddy, you going to get in your chair? Hurry up. Daddy, what are you waiting on? Daddy, I need this. I'll be like, can I, you know, can I have a minute? So my, my, my wife and my kids. So I feel like she needs to be here with us today because I need to say hello to this woman. She sounds amazing. My, my my kids actually took a little trip, so they you could say they got a girls trip today. The girls took their they kids to the beach. Oh, that's lovely, actually. I, I like that for them. But when we do, hopefully we'll be able to do a live before this airs, and I hope she'll join us, too, because um, we need to, to meet this wonderful woman. So make sure you prepare her and let her know she's going to be on camera. I'm going to see, because she kind of, when she's not in the classroom, she's shy. She's shy. So you got you to gotta talk her up. I need her. I know that your family is there for you and they're your biggest inspiration. But on a daily basis, what brings you the most joy? To know my kids are paying attention. To be so young and so knowledgeable, but to know they're paying attention and they're helping me get back, to my, get back on my feet. I don't care where we at. We can be at an amusement park. My little girl can be having the time of her life. She's going to stop and say, Daddy, are you okay? Daddy, do you need anything? Daddy, you want me to push you? So just to know they're paying attention. And you're really raising compassionate human beings. I can't imagine what they're going to do with their lives after they've gone through this with you. It just makes me smile to know that for them. And she's they're so young and so 
they are going to see this in other people and help to build them up as well. So that is amazing. How do you maintain that thriving mindset that you have? How does how do you do that? What what leads you in that direction? To stay focused on what's going on and and stay prayed up. Stay prayed up. Is God a big um piece of your life? Yes. Yes, you got that. You got to. My thing is, I was chosen. This this is part of my path. I was chosen. Uh, I've been told by different people, I couldn't go through what you're going through. I tell them, you don't know that. I'll be 42 this year. My plans were I was going to retire at 40. That's what I always said. I'm, I'm going to be retired by 40. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to relax. I was diagnosed at 40. I retired. So be careful what you're speaking to the atmosphere because it, it comes. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Whatever you put out there is going to come back to you. And Corey, I just see great things for you in your future because listen to you talk. It Nothing's going to stop you. Nothing's going to stop you from a full recovery and moving forward with your life with your family. I know that they, I can feel that they love you even though they're not with us today. So tell us, do you have tips for the audience that might be able to help them in their journey stay positive you go you and i keep saying stay positive you're going to have your days but you got to look at it like this even even the individuals that don't have ms they have good days and bad days that's just that's just part of life so stay stay positive and find something you like doing me talking to other folks me pouring into other folks me keeping busy that's what i like to do so you you got to find like you might be an individual that like to play video games. Play your video, video games, have fun, enjoy it, live life. That's what you do. You get diagnosed with something, you get hit with something, you get in an accident, whatsoever. Don't sit home and, and mope about it. My mama always told me, we don't do pity parties. If something happened, you cried, you done? Are you done? Okay, let's get back to basics. And that's how my mom raised us, me and my brother. So we don't do pity parties. And my wife, she don't pity me. My kids, they don't pity me. So continue on your journey. It's just a bump in the road. This right here is a situation for me. MS is a disease, but I call it a situation. And this situation too shall pass. So look at it like that. Yeah, you're a pretty, pretty amazing thriver in my opinion, I got to say. And I, I feel like there's... A new career kind of stemming from all of this, Corey, because I could listen to you chat about this positive mindset all day. So let's see if you can stump me, Corey. I am a movie buff, as you have been notified. So I asked you to come up with your favorite movie quote and see if you can stump me. I actually went back. My movie quote is... Tocho, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Oh, that's, I believe, my very favorite movie of all time, which is The Wizard of Oz. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what made you think of that one? Look at my life now to how my life was. You got to remember when Dorothy went to the other side and she was with the storm and all that, the, the witch, she's looking around. We're not in Kansas anymore. So she got to the end and click click her heels. She wanted to go back to Kansas. My life, I'm not in Kansas anymore. I'm not where I was. I'm in a new world now. How much did Dorothy learn on that journey about herself and what she could accomplish? 
and I see you following that same yellow brick road, Ori. <laughs> what a metaphor, right? <laughs> Did I stomp you? Yeah, no, you didn't, because that, again, is my favorite movie of all time, number one, without a doubt. I watched that movie every year, you know, when we were little, um, in my 40s as well. And okay. when I was little, every year that movie was on TV, I believe around Christmas time, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, it would come on and it was a big deal because my parents let us stay up late and we got popcorn and we did it as a family. And I just loved that movie because as a kid, it made me laugh and cry and I wanted to be Dorothy and, you know, be that courageous girl going through all those things. Mm -hmm. And so... I am so excited that you shared with us that movie quote. Perfect. Okay, so moving on, what is your favorite place on earth and what is its significance? My favorite place is anywhere my wife and kids are at. And it's for the simple fact, being in my situation, we still take trips. We still go where we go. It's nothing has changed. So to be with them and see the smiles on my kids' face and the memories we're making, that's my favorite place. So they are just as blessed as you are to have them as they are to have you. What a family dynamic. How do you inspire others to make the most out of their out of their lives? To continue to live my life. People keep telling me how much I inspire them. I'm honored. I'm humbled, but honestly, I'm just I'm just living my life day to day, continuing to fight, continue to get stronger, continue to go through my trials and tribulations and for them to see that that, inspire, that inspires them. So continue to live my life is, is my way of inspiring others. Corey, this has been such a great conversation. I really am. I'm going to go through the rest of my day just <laughs> thinking about how I can continue to contribute to others as well. And I'm definitely going to go on and get one of your shirts so I can help support your foundation. Can you share with us one more time where we can find you and how everyone can contribute you can email me at the cmms foundation at gmail.com you can see see the photos my my adventures my trials and tribulations on ig at cmms foundation on ig you can go on facebook have the Corey mitchell page then there's also the Corey Mitchell Multiple Sclerosis Foundation page. You'll see the link for my shirts on that. If you don't see the, any of that, like I say, my email address is the T-H-E-C-M-M-S foundation at gmail.com and I will respond. Corey, I'm glad you decided it was time to fight. You are raising compassionate kids and staying so positive. We will all need to listen to Corey and find some, but something that you like doing so that each day when you wake up, you can look forward to doing that. And trust me, no pity parties over here, I promise. Thanks, Corey, for being with us today. And remember, quitting isn't an option. And thank you for having me on here. Look forward to talking to you again. Yes, keep thriving, Corey. Yes, ma'am, you do the same. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. 
keep thriving. 